imports have been pushed or went away a bit more out of the city so it's a lot more difficult than before to to see what is this port meaning for the city welcome to the port excel podcast my name is sven goivarts and i'm the program manager of port excel antwerp in episode four we take you back to a recording of a conversation we had with Isabel Rigbost, Secretary General of the European Seaport Organization. We hope you enjoy our discussion about the relation between ports and cities. Um, so, welcome, Isabel. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We are here in Antwerp. Yes. You are the Secretary General of the European Seaport Organization. Can you explain first the organization and what your role is specifically? Yes. I'll try. <laughs> um, so in fact we are representing the, the interests of all the port managing bodies in Europe towards the European institutions. So that is our prime role, to be like the voice towards the European institutions, like you have in many sectors. So we, 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 we try to defend the interest, we, we are also recognized, so we are actively involved in, in the policy making and they consulted, the policy makers consult us if they plan to do uh, to take a, a, a policy initiative. And that is in fact our prime uh, responsibility and task. The second pillar of our work is that we are a kind of Uh, knowledge network. We, we, we are this unique network of European ports, so we bring together all experts in different fields, environmental managers, um, or how do we say, people who are more involved with, with the, the management of the ports and the port governance, statisticians and so on. And so we try to develop good practices, also to exchange good practices uh, between ports. And we do that in different areas. Um, and the main areas are environment, port and city, and then also we have port insights, which is like uh, where we collect data, uh, port data, and this is quite new project. Okay, environment, port and city, and port insights. And I forgot one: cruise and ferry. <laughs> cruise and ferry. Sorry, yeah, oh, passenger, yeah. the passenger side of the port. Okay. Okay. And so, and then your your role. What what? Does yeah, I'm role? leading the, the the office. Let's say so. Uh, but I have a wonderful term, team to work with. So we are uh, different nine people to to do the job, and uh, I have advisors in uh, who have a lot of very focused long uh, knowledge on like environment or uh, governance issues. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. Um, so I keep receiving these emails from you. <laughs> Telling me about the ESPO award. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is? Uh, can you explain uh, when when did that start? The award was that since the inception of ESPO or? No, no, no. Uh, the first award it was in 2009, mm -hmm. um, and in fact the idea was that I mean, which is still and and it's getting even more important nowadays. Port and city are, are working together. I always call it a bit like a, a brother and sister or sister's relationship. You know, you, 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 you need each other and you, you know each other very well, but you're also sometimes best friends, but also you quarrel a lot. So yeah. I, I like this, this, this uh, comparison. And um, so the, the fact is that we wanted to do something as organization to say how can ports 
um, make this gap between the city and the port, close this gap a bit more. Because of before, the, the, in, in the, the Middle Age, the cities, the big cities have been developed where there was the water because the, the trade and the economy came through the water because you didn't have the trains at the time and so on. So yeah. it all came through the water. But then the ports got more sophisticated uh, with a lot more big cranes, bigger ships. So in fact, they, the, the, the ports have been pushed or went away or pushed away a bit more out of the city so it's it's a lot more dif more difficult than before to to see what is this port and what is this port meaning for the city yep. so the physical aspect is a bit further away so you need to compensate that by in different ways bring this port again back to the city and show why this port is so important for the city by the time this episode airs, we will know the winner already but um, of this award. Yeah. But can you give some examples of the, let's say, the nominated ones for the current award? Um, yes, in fact, there, there are... Um, we had nine projects in the running now. The, the subject, because we give always a different theme to the, to the, you know, under this umbrella of Port City, mm -hmm. we always choose a different theme. And uh, the theme of this year is how do you, through social media, um, new forms of communication, reach out directly to the citizen? Mm -hmm. Because what we see is that where before you had Port City relations was like the port, and the port management with the city management, in fact, the local council and so on. And so how do you, at the political level? Yeah. But now we see, and this is what you could call the Greta effect, what we see very clearly okay. is that individual citizens can set up movements, can also be very interested, communicate about what they see, what they feel, and so on in their surroundings. So in fact, this means that as port, you also have to, to communicate in a different way than before. You have to reach out directly to the citizen at different levels, be it the student, the, the youngster, the hipster, the, the whatever who lives in the city and around the port. Mm -hmm. And so we have uh, some projects have, been, for instance, the, the port of Stockholm, one of the projects has, um, they are expanding, they have a project of a new terminal. And so in their communication to the citizen about what will happen in this new terminal, they have set up different movies, very, very funny movies mm -hmm. with, with, you know, that people, even if you do not know anything about the port, you will look at because it's, it's very directly addressing different kinds of people who are um, living around the port. Aside from Stockholm, is there another example you have in mind? Um, yeah, but we have we have nine projects, and I mean it's maybe not not fair to mention one. Yeah, yeah. I mean because it's I now named Stockholm because I just looked again at the movies um, yesterday. But um, but no, we have four shortlisted projects. We have uh, the French ports who developed an app which is very showing very clearly what the port is i mean because it's not so 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 easy to know what the port is and uh, we have the port of dublin who has also a, a, a big uh, social media strategy and who is also measuring the impact of what is going on we have the port of dover 
a port who is nowadays very much under pressure with the Brexit and whatever, who is also doing a lot on communication. Mm -hmm. So it is really all projects are a bit in that field of, of communication and reaching out or to explain a certain project or just random to, to explain what their activities are from day to day. In the end, it was the Port of Dover that won. As was mentioned, this conversation took place before the ESPO award ceremony that happened in November. In the second part of our talk, we'll look at startup activity that often happens at the intersection of ports and cities. Port Excel is the first world port and maritime accelerator for innovative startups and scale-ups that have the potential to disrupt the port and maritime industry. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to find a way to, to get us to the topic of, of startups, you know. I'm not sure if it belongs under port and city, because in some sense, you know, startup culture, yeah, came out of cities, you know, uh, like, like we associate, even if we talk about Stockholm, it's like a strong star startup city. Um, but how... Um, uh, how do you, as ESPO, talk about startups? Are they part of the story of, of innovation happening in, in the port sector? Or is this something uh, you do not tend to uh, talk about? Um, how, do you, how do you relate to startup culture? <laughs> um, I, I mean, startup, it's, it's now, yeah, everyone talks about startup. That is one thing, and I think... Uh, and I, I like it a lot, but if you, it, sometimes it, it, it looks like quite um, contradictory, a port and a startup. Traditionally, you would think because port are, ports are, uh, I mean, how would I say, ports, it's, it's big entities, big investments, long-term, yeah. long-term visions. And what we now see is that these long-term visions, these, all these things and these long-term investments, you, you are in a world that is moving very rapidly. So that is what I mean with this contradiction. Yeah. But it's very interesting to have this uh, startup culture coming very close to the port and, and related to the port. And I think also, if you look at the areas where these startups are developing, it's often in these port areas and, and these new built up or, or restored or, or heritage buildings or old um, old companies, old factories and sure. so on. So it's, I think, a very nice way and an economic way of bringing uh, the city to the port. Uh, because, I mean, it's giving a, a new, I mean, a new, uh, new vibes, I would say. And I, I think you can see it also in Antwerp. Uh, I think it's very interesting and very, very important because, as you know, when I was small, the, the, the port areas were the... the the, the ugly areas, as you know, it was a bit run down and, and you know, it were where, where you had the old factories and the dirty and once so. This image is completely dépassé. I mean, we, we are now in a complete, it's very fancy and very... But you see also in, uh, now I, when I walk in different port towns, you see a lot of different initiatives developing and modern areas, because if you have these startups there, then you have also... The, the life beyond. I mean, you have some new bars, new restaurants, yeah. and and it's a, a whole culture that develops. And I think this is very interesting to see. I, that's where we are now, right? We are at Erlandsche, which is some somewhat at the crossing of the city and the port. Um, the port of Antwerp 
it is, uh, as it is told to me, it has one of the largest like port surface areas. Yeah. So I wonder, um, isn't it reasonable to sometimes make a part of this area to, to urbanize it again and to make it into city? Yeah. Uh, and how difficult is that? Is, are, are, are there different ways uh, that different ports deal with the, let's say, the, the requests from a city yeah. to get more territory? Or yeah. uh, uh, do you see a difference there? Yeah, I think <laughs> this is indeed a very difficult question, but a very interesting question. You see that there is a, a, a fight for space. And, uh, and this is a lot to do with... with to, to be frank, I mean, if you have uh, an area, um, you will never have, on real estate, you will have the, the best return on investment. So, I mean, it's, it could be very easy for, 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 a, for a region, for a city or whatever to say, we give the port area to real estate. But I think there you come into the, the, the public function of a port. Uh, a port has, is a strategic a, a, a asset of a country. And a port needs space, and I mean, you, you see it in Antwerp, you see it in many, many areas in Europe. Ports are developing, and because they house also, not only, it's not only loading and unloading of a ship, it's, it's really, you, you have a, um, it's really a node of, in the economy and in the wider also on energy and so on. So to, to develop all this activity, you need this space. And, and, uh, you, you also have the f modern, form, modern forms of economy like e-commerce and so on, where you have, you know, the, all ports have these huge distribution centers where they, in, in fact, deliver to the citizens uh, close, to, to, close to very urban areas. So you need this, this proximity. It's also a lot of it's an added value. And so it, for me, I mean, you have to be very careful. It's very important to mix it a bit and to have some urban in the port and so on. But to say, let's, let's move the port. And I mean, we see that there is a lot of pressure in different um, areas or in different port cities, let's say. But it's a very dangerous debate because for me, you have to protect this, uh, this, this port and port area and, and you have to, to embrace this, this port as strategic assets and see that it can expand and expand, or I, this is maybe the wrong world, uh, word, but that you can, uh, that it can do all the functions it needs to do and really cope up with, with the pace of development that is there. Mm -hmm. Of course, if there is, I mean, not all ports are successful. You do not need a thousand ports maybe in Europe. And so some can maybe be, you know, there is a kind of prioritization. But I think port cities like Antwerp and I mean, this certainly you have to be very careful with, with this debate, I think. Yeah, sure. So I wanted to maybe... Um, talk to you a little bit about our theme of our closing event this year mm -hmm. so we will try to tell the story of innovation but from a more historical perspective okay so we have a man of the year in Antwerp this year do you know who it is no <laughs> I won't blame you nobody knows it's a uh, it's a person called Gilbert van Schoonbeke. <laughs> and I have had never heard of him. 
I'm, uh, I grew up in Antwerp, so I didn't know that there was a Van Schoonbeke plan and a Van Schoonbeke straat. But what did, this, what did this Gilbert do? I saw a presentation a couple of months ago by, uh, by someone, and she told that it was kind of the Richard Branson of Antwerp in the 16th century. So that's a lot of credit for Gilbert, yeah. right? He was kind of a serial entrepreneur, yeah. like taking on a lot of assignments and doing them fast and cheap, um, but, but in, a, in, a, in a good fashion. And I could name several of his, uh, of his uh, achievements. One was the repair of the wall around Antwerp. Antwerp was still a fortress, like mid-16th century, and it was really deteriorating. And they needed a guy to do the repair fast and um, in, a, in a good fashion. So, so he, he took on the job. He died when he was 37, so he was a very young guy. Um, that's one of his achievements. The other one, and that brings us back to Port and City, is um, that he he made a plan, a, a design for the first Vlieten. Like we are now at an extension of the Brouwers fleet. Mm -hmm. um, then you have the St. Peter's fleet. But this was at a time when the port was kind of congested. When you, when you arrived with your ship, sometimes you had to wait weeks for, before the goods were unloaded. So he said, well, yeah, okay, let's make these Vlieten, these canals into mm -hmm. the city so that the ships could go in and discharge uh, their goods there. So that's, that's kind of interesting. That's like saying, oh, we're going to make a design where the, the ships are coming back into the city. Yeah. That's almost unimaginable today, unless you would expect like sail, uh, sailing ships to come in, and that would be kind yeah. of nice. Mm -hmm. um, but that's, we use the story of Gilbert, and we have Gilbert talking about his achievements, and then talking about what our startups are doing. And then, because of your, was it because of your newsletter? I don't know, maybe on your website, it was mentioned that Antwerp won an award in 2013 yeah. under the theme of, yeah. of heritage. Um, and so I'm, I'm pretty sure that the Antwerp community will, will appreciate the story we tell there. Um, but now maybe for a question. Maybe I can tell you that the Antwerp is... Because in fact our award, you're not just winning... An, I mean, we do not pick or the jury because it's not me. I'm, I'm very much out of that. I have to be... I do not have any favorite port. I have to be very port neutral. Um, but we, we have a team and then ports are submitting projects. Yeah. And so you do not win like that. I mean, we don't pick them, you know. And I must say that Antwerp, until two years ago, has, I think, always been participating in the Expo Award. Yeah. And for me, this was um, this is a very important sign, because, I mean, Antwerp is a big port. It's one of the biggest, the number two in Europe. I mean, and if these kind of ports... Um, show that they are interested in this kind of winning an award, in being in project, in, in showing that they do these things on Port City, because I think Antwerp has done a lot on that. I think it's one of the front runners on that. But then you can say, okay, we've done that, and 
whatever. Um, but they have always been proactively uh, participating uh, in this award. And by doing that, because it's also some effort to, to participate, you have to submit your, your dossier and so on. Sure. But you and but by doing that, you, you also, because we make a booklet about it, we promote it and so on, and you make also all the other ports in Europe, because they are interested in that, know what you're doing, and it's sharing a good practice. Yes. And I think for that, I think I have always appreciated that, that, um, that Antwerp was so active in, in the ESPO world. I think it's a very good way of sharing and showing. I mean, I'm not, I'm a big port, but I want to share my, my ideas and so on, also with ports on the other end of Europe, smaller ones and so on. So I think it's very nice to do that. Sure, sure. Um, okay, that's wonderful. I think, uh, I think we covered plenty now. Um, so thank you for the conversation. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> You're welcome. That's it for this episode. To visit ESPO, go to espo.be. Look for PortExcel on social media like LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram, or go straight to the website www.portexcel.org. Thanks so much for tuning into the PortExcel podcast. Next episode will be coming up next month. We hope to see each other again next time.